Please join me in the call to worship as found in the bulletin. Christ Jesus, carrying your cross to Calvary. Christ Jesus, insulted on the cross. Christ Jesus, dying for all of us. Lord, let your death give us life. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we are most grateful for this opportunity to gather together and worship in thy name. We thank you that you have brought each of us safely to this place. We gladly surrender our lives to you in worship and praise. As we gather together, we remember those who are not with us today. For those who are sick, we ask for healing. And for those away from us, we ask for your blessing to be on them. We invite your Holy Spirit to move freely among us. Come dwell in each of our hearts. Equip us, challenge us, comfort us, teach us. Inspire us as we learn more about your ways. Father, as we meet now, we, may we behold your beauty and encounter your grace. We pray that you will be with the youth group today as they bring your message. We all ask this in the name of your Son, who taught us the prayer when we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, how thy be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That is the kingdom and power and the glory forever. Amen. Christ Jesus, in agony in the Garden of Olives, troubled by sadness and fear, comforted by an angel. Christ Jesus, betrayed by Judas's kiss, abandoned by your apostles, delivered into the hands of sinners. Christ Jesus, accused by false witness, commended to die on the cross, struck by servants, covered with spittle. Christ Jesus, disowned by Peter, your apostle, delivered to Pilate and Herod, counted among the likes of Barabbas. Christ Jesus, carrying your cross to Calvary, counseled by the daughters of Jerusalem, helped by Simon of Cyrene. O Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, or Christ Jesus, stripped of your clothes, given vinegar to drink, crucified with thieves. O Lord, have mercy on me. Christ Jesus, insulted on the cross, praying for your executioners, pardoning the good thief. O Lord, have mercy on me. Christ Jesus, Entrusting your mother to your beloved disciple, giving up your spirit into the hands of your father, dying for all of us sinners. By your sufferings, Lord, heal the wounds in our hearts. Let your tears be the source of joy for us, and let your death give us life. Dear Lord, the crowds offered you their coats to walk on. 
They waved palm branches honoring your presence. Today we honor you, Lord, with our faithful tithes and offerings. We lay these gifts before you, humble tokens of our love, a public display of affection for our kings of kings. Amen. Good morning. Today's message is a replay of a youth service message presented several years ago. Several of uh, uh, the youth sitting before us today also participated in that service, but as members of the children's choir. And most of them have no recollection of that service. However, some of you will recall this message as it unfolds, but I am sure you will be glad to hear it again. After all, that's what the next five days are all about. This morning, the youth group is going to step out of its comfort zone in an attempt to bring to us a somber but meaningful message that forcibly reminds us of the ultimate love God gave to us through his son, Jesus Christ. At this time of the year, especially during Holy Week, we as Christians are for the most part a happy people. We celebrate with palm parades, we have motivational Lenten gatherings, and our attentions turn to Easter, arguably one of our most joyous days of the year. We buy new clothes, lots of chocolates, and spend time coloring Easter eggs and preparing Easter baskets. Easter is the celebration of life, new birth, vibrant colors, and inspiring music. After all, we are joyous. He is risen. However, can we truly celebrate the resurrection of our risen Lord if we don't fully remember his earthly death? If Easter makes us want to sing and dance for joy, then Good Friday should make us want to crawl into a corner and weep. What follows is our youth group reminding us of the events that led to the earthly death of Jesus. Please listen and watch carefully as they bring to us their message, God's love the ultimate sacrifice. Paraphrasing from the Gospel of John, chapters 11 and 12. Soon after Jesus had raised from Lazarus from the dead, many of the Jewish leaders who had come to visit Mary saw what Jesus did and believed in him. However, some of them returned to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. So the Pharisees and the chief priests met with the council and said, 
What shall we do? This man is doing mighty feats. If we let him go on this way, everyone will believe in him, and the Roman authorities will take action and destroy the temple and our whole nation. One of them named Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year, said, You are all stupid idiots. Don't you realize that it is better for you to have one man die for the people instead of the whole nation being destroyed? So, from that day on, the authorities made plans to kill Jesus. Therefore, Jesus did not travel openly in Judea, but left and went to places near the desert, to a town named Ephraim, where he stayed with his disciples. The Jewish feast of Passover was near, and many people went up from the country of Jer to Jerusalem to perform the ceremony of purification before the feast. They were looking for Jesus, and as they gathered in the temple, they asked one another, What do you think? Surely he will not come to the feast. Will he? If he does, the chief priests and Pharisees will surely arrest him. Six days before the Passover, Jesus went to Bethany, where Lazarus lived. A large crowd heard he was there and went, not only because of Jesus, but also to see Lazarus. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus too, but on his account, many Jews were leaving their lands and believing in Jesus. The next day, the large crowd that had come to Passover feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches from palm trees and went out to meet him, shouting, praise God, Guess God bless him who comes in the name of the Lord. Hail to the King. Jesus found a donkey and sat on it, just as the scripture says. Do not be afraid, city of Zion. Now your king is coming to you, riding a young donkey. The people that had been with Jesus when he called Lazarus out of the grave and raised him from the death had reported what had happened. That was why the crowd had met him, because they had heard that he had done this mighty feat. The Pharisees and chief priests panicked and said to each other, we are not succeeding at all. Look, he has become the light of the world. Everyone is following him. Paraphrasing from the Gospel of John, chapter 13. It was now the day before the feast of the Passover. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave the, this world and go to the Father. He had always loved those who were in his own world, and he loved them to the very end. Jesus and his disciples were at the supper in the upper room. Jesus rose from the table, took off his outer garment, and tied it, a towel around his waist. Then he poured water into a wash basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and dry them with the towel around his waist. As he was doing this, he said, Whoever has taken a bath is completely clean and does not have to wash himself except for his feet. All of you are clean, all except one. After he washed their feet, Jesus put his outer garment back on and returned to his place at the table. Do you understand what I've just done for you? He asked, I've set an example for you so that you will do just what I have done for you. I tell you the truth, no slave is greater than his master, no messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now you know the truth. How happy will you be if you put it into practice? I am not talking about all of you. I know those I have chosen. 
But the scripture must come true that says, The man who ate my food turned against me. I tell you this now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you believe that I am who I am. After Jesus said this, he was deeply deeply troubled and declared openly, I tell you the truth. One of you is going to betray me. The disciples looked at one another, completely puzzled about what he meant. One of the disciples was sitting next to Jesus. Simon Peter motioned to him and said, Ask him who who it is he is talking about. So the disciples moved closer to Jesus, sighed and asked, Who is it, Lord? Jesus answered, I will dip bread into the sauce and give it to him. He is the man. So he took a piece of bread, dipped it, and gave it to Judas Iscariot. As soon as Judas took the bread, Jesus said to him, Hurry and do what you must. None of the other disciples understood what Jesus had just said to Judas. Judas accepted the bread and went out at once. It was nighttime. As I walked out into the night air, the pain would not stop. No matter what I did, I could barely lift one foot off the ground after the other. It was as if a tremendous weight was pushing on my chest. I felt like I could hardly breathe. I leaned against the door of the house of Caiaphas. My hands felt like they weighed a hundred pounds each. When I knocked on the door, the ache from my knuckles passed through my whole body, and I nearly collapsed. The door opened, and I could tell by the way the servant stared at me that I must have looked as bad as I felt. I I was led through a hall. The servant constantly had to stop and wait for me to catch up. The servant took me into a room where the chief priests sat on a floor around a table. I didn't even recognize the voice that came out of my mouth. What will you give me if I bring Jesus to you? They began whispering among each other. I could not make out what they were saying. However, it didn't take them a full minute. When the oldest of the priests stood up and began to slowly drop pieces of silver coins into my hand, Wow, I was getting 30 pieces of silver for turning Jesus over to the chief priests. I immediately left the house for fear they might change their minds. In spite of the cold I felt on my skin, the coins were so hot I thought they would brand my palms. As I stepped into the night air, I took a deep breath of the clean, fresh air. It was the first deep breath I had taken since I had made the decision to carry out this plot of betrayal. I stood erect and the pain in my chest and bones was gone. The throbbing in my head subsided, but the coins still felt hot in my hand, so I dumped them into a small pouch and tied it to my belt. I couldn't help but hear the coins jingle as I briskly walked down the dark road. They sounded eerie and disturbing, but soon I was able to ignore it. After all, I had succeeded in carrying out the first part of my plot of betrayal.
Paraphrasing from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 26. While they were eating, Jesus took the bread, gave a prayer of thanks, broke it, and gave it, it to his disciples. Take it and eat it, he said. This is my body given for you. Then he took the cup, gave thanks to God, and gave it to them. Drink it, all of you, for this is my blood, which seals God's covenant. My blood poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will never drink this wine until the day I drink the new wine with you in my Father's kingdom. They sang a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. As they walked, Jesus said to them, This very night all of you will run away and leave me. For the scripture says, God will kill the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised to life, I will go to Galilee ahead of you. Peter spoke up and said to Jesus, I will never leave you, even though all of the rest do. Remember this. Jesus said to Peter, before the rooster crows, you will say three times that you do not know me. Peter answered, I will never say I do not know you, even if I had to die with you. And all the other disciples said the same thing. Then Jesus went on with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. In the garden of Gethsemane, I told my disciples to sit and wait for me while I prayed. I took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, with me. Grief and anguish came over me, and I said to them, The sorrow in my heart is so great that it almost crushes me. Stay here and watch with me. I walked just a few yards ahead of the three before falling to my knees. I leaned against a large stone and pressed my tired face on the surface. The night air had become, become to cool me, and so was the stone. The sweat on my face and hands began to chill me. I closed my eyes. I prayed so hard that I thought blood would begin to seep from the pores of my skin. Finally, I lifted myself onto my knees and pressed my hands together so tightly that my knuckles turned white. Father, I said, if it is possible, I don't want to die this way. But if you want me to, I will. Paraphrasing the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 26. As Jesus finished praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, he returned to the disciples who had fallen asleep. He said, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be handed over to the power of sinful men. Look, here is the man who was betraying me. He was still talking when Judas, one of the twelve disciples, arrived. With him was a large crowd carrying swords and clubs sent by the chief priests and elders. Judas has given the crowd a signal. The man I kiss is the one you want. Arrest him. When Judas arrived, he went straight to Jesus and said, Peace be with you, teacher, and kissed him. Jesus answered, Be quick about it, friend. Then the crowd surrounded Jesus and arrested him. One of those who had been with Jesus drew his sword and struck at the high, high priest's slave, 
cutting off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back in its place, for all who take the sword will die by the sword. Do you know that it could be on my father for help, and at once he would send me more than twelve armies of angels? But in that case, how many would the scripture come true? That said, it would happen in this way. Then Jesus spoke to the crowd, Do you have to come with swords and clubs to capture me? As long as I was a criminal, every day I sat down and taught in the temple, and you did not arrest me. But all of this, but all of this happened to make to make come true with the prophets wrote in the scriptures. Then all the disciples left Jesus and ran away. What am I doing here? Why am I running away? After all, I am Peter, the one they call the Rock. I'm the strong one, I'm the one who all the others lean on when they begin to di- when they begin to question their beliefs. However, tonight when Jesus put his hands on my shoulders, there was pain in his eyes. He looked hurt. His face was heavy and no longer looked like he would ever be able to smile again. He said to me, Peter, tonight you will say three times that you don't even know me. My first response was that of other of that of utter disbelief. Jesus had to know there was no way any, under any circumstance that I would betray my friend. But I saw the look in his eyes. I knew it was true. Deep down in my heart, I knew. But wait a minute. I'm determined. I will prove him wrong. I will go someplace where there are no people. I can't betray someone if there is no one around. Right? Right? Paraphrasing from the Gospel of Matthew, chapters 26 and 27. Those who had arrested Jesus took him to the house of Caiaphas, the high priest, where teachers of law and elders had gathered together. Peter followed from a distance, as far as the courtyard of Caiaphas' house. He went into the courtyard and sat down with the guards to see how it all come out. The chief priest and the whole council tried to find some evidence against Jesus so that they could sentence him to death, but they could not find anything. Finally, two men stepped forward and said, This man said, I am able to tear down God's temple, and three days later built it back. The high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Have you no answer to give to the accusations against you? But Jesus remained silent. Again, the high priest spoke to him. In the name of the living God, I now put you on oath. Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. Jesus answered him. So you say, but I tell you, all of you, from this day on, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right side of the Almighty and coming on on the clouds of heaven. And this the high priest tore his clothes off and said, Blasphemy. We don't, we don't need any more witnesses. Right here you have heard his words. What do you think? They answered, He is guilty and must die. Peter was sitting out in the courtyard while this was going on, when one of the servant girls came to him and said, You too were with Jesus of Galilee, but he denied it in front of all of them. 
I do not know what you are talking about, he answered and went to the entrance of the courtyard. Another servant girl saw him and said to the man there, he was with Jesus of Nazareth. Again, Peter denied it and answered, I swear, I don't know that man. After a while, the man standing there came to Peter. Of course you are one of them, they said. After all, the way you speak gives you away. Then Peter made a vow. May God punish me if I'm not telling the truth. I do not know that man. Just then, a rooster crowed, and Peter remembered what Jesus had told him. He immediately left, weeping bitterly. Early the next morning, all the chief priests and elders made their plans against Jesus to put him to death. But then him in chains took him and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. Jesus stood before Pilate, who questioned him. Are you the king of the Jews, he asked. So you say, answered Jesus. He said nothing. However, to the accusations of chief priests and elders, Jesus refused to answer a single word. And Pilate was greatly surprised and perplexed. He said to Jews, Don't you realize I have the power to either free or crucify you? Jesus replied, You have no power over me if it were not given from you, given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. From that moment on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free, but the crowd kept shouting, If you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who, came, who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. I am Pilate, your governor. You have brought this man, Jesus, to me as if he were a criminal. I ask you, what crime has Jesus committed? Crucify. I have found him guilty of nothing. He is not a revolutionary. Crucify. He is no prophet. Crucify. He is a danger to no one. Crucify. I have given you Barabbas. Crucify. What has this man done? Crucify. I will whip him. Will that satisfy you? But what has he done? There is no need to crucify him. But what has he done? Tell me, what has he done? Fine, he is yours. I wash my hands of his blood. This is not my doing. You will take full responsibility for this death. Paraphrasing from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 23. After Pilate handed Jesus over to the crowd, they took him and two others, both criminals, to be put to death. When they came to the place called the Skull, they nailed Jesus to the cross and the two criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Jesus said, Forgive them, Father, 
for they do not know what they are doing. They divided his clothes among themselves by throwing dice. The people stood there watching, while the leaders made fun of him. He saved others, let him save himself, if he is the Messiah whom God has chosen. The soldiers also mocked him. They came up to him and offered him wine, and said, Save yourself, if you are the king of the Jews. These words were written above him. This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals hanging there also threw insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. The other one, however, rebuked him, saying, Don't you fear God? Here we all are under the same sentence. Ours, however, is only right, for we are getting what we deserve, for what we did. But he has done no wrong, he said to Jesus. Remember me when you come as king. Jesus said, I tell you this, today you will be in paradise with me. It was about 12 o'clock when the sun stopped shining and darkness covered the whole country until 3 o'clock. And the curtain hanging in the temple was torn in two. Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he said this, he died.